Sometimes you want to see inside someone you love's brain. So you bring them to your hotel room and put them on a pillow. Let's welcome Scout to the Wayward Podcast. Yay! And look, Scout, what would you call those little lines? Those are absolutely blippy blippies. Huzzah! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oh my God, we are, are not in the closet. I mean, we're always we're always in the closet in our hearts. Mm. But today we are in a hotel room with our very very special guest, our boss, Scout. That's me. That's you. Thanks for having me. Um, what is your last name? Viegas. I know how to spell it. I don't know how to say it. A lot of people think that the double L's are the, just O. Viegas. But it's an A, yeah. Is yeah. it Spanish? Yes. I'm from Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. That makes sense. I love that. Okay, so wait. I turned this on before we finished our thing. So, so viewers, listeners, beings out there, you're going to listen to us negotiate Uber Eats. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. We yeah, can do it all at the same time. Oh, 11-11, everyone. Yay, that's good wish. luck. Um, that just means everything is working out. Do you know what that that's this little little sign from our people going, you're in the right place we're at the doing right time. The right thing. By ordering Uber Eats. So what happened is we're at a convention right now, uh, not at the second, but this weekend. And uh, when I get hungry, it is it is a uh, um, a world emergency. Um, and so I decided that I needed to eat. So I'm ordering Uber Eats, and we're sure. If I order something for you guys, will you eat it? No. Okay. I can't. Unclear. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Unclear. That's a really passive We've aggressive. Got magic. <laughs> she's it's cause she's a magic eight ball. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I like I said, I, I got here like like twenty ish minutes ago and I saw there was a Starbucks right there and I was like, Smart. Mm, pumpkin bread though. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. So that's that's going to keep me for a while. Destroyed pumpkin bread. Destroyed and I wore my first latte. Mm. Yes. So God I'm bless his heart. He was so excited seat. to give it to you. Did he recognize you? Who? The guy who made it and he was just nervous and didn't put the lid on no, properly. No, they had they were one person short. We heard from the people eating at the bar, said we come here all the time and usually on Sunday mornings there's a lot of people that are working and there's an open breakfast and the breakfast was not open. So this poor single bartender was handling everybody's orders, everybody's drinks, oh, everybody no. and he just didn't put the lid on because he thought I was gonna put sugar on it. Oh and cute. like and so I did not, you know, I thought he was I, being helpful. Yeah. He you he were the sugar. What a wonderful <laughs> way to just think about all the shitty things that happened to us. What if they were just thinking they were trying to be helpful? Yeah. yeah. Right? I was thinking about that when we're driving. My husband used to get really bad road rage, not so much anymore, but um, and he would get so mad. And I'd be like, maybe there's a medical emergency. I think about that all the time. I I'm used like, to just know. like, you just tell yourself a different story. Make a new choice. Yep. Make a new choice. There might be somebody in the trunk having a baby. That's right. In the trunk. In wow. The trunk. I don't know. If Talk about a new choice. Wow. <laughs> but that just goes, that covers uh, all my bases. There like you somebody go. might be kidnapped and yeah, like also, they, they've got a baby bigger, involved. They've got, and they're having a baby. <laughs> somebody might be kidnapping, which is why they're driving so fast. Yeah. See, which I don't know if that's a better choice, but it certainly makes me less likely mm-hmm. to be inclined for road rage. Love that. Don't hurt the kidnappers. Nope. 
Uh, I've had coffee. Can you tell? Um, are you, I have not. I'm I am like ordering food. Gradually waking up, like cool. <laughs> okay, I am ordering a bowl of stuff. You know, I love me a bowl of stuff. I know stuff in a bowl. Kim loves making me stuff in have, a bowl. I need to have one of these. Bowls you need to come stuff. to my you house. Come. And mm-hmm. I will make you a bowl of stuff. Um, okay, so let's just like it. let's just like um, have some pudding to start off the day. So you are at this convention for fun, funsies. Kind of. Um, I wanted to meet up with a lot of people. I didn't actually attend it. I was just floating. Yeah. Um, and I still am. But, but you are working now, so you get to write this trip off. Exactly. Hello. That's how we work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you've been hanging out with at a friend's house. At a friend's place. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Which sounds really fun. She was in my meet and greet yesterday. I was like, I want to hang out at that house. Yeah, dude, there's so much glitter on my tits right now. Like, it's mm. just, it, it's an just explosion. taking pictures, millions yeah. of pictures. <laughs> it's just an Can explosion. Can you explain the glitter on your tits? Um, I was aggressively approached, and the words <laughs> glitter tits were yelled, and that was thrust at me. I wow. didn't know. I panicked, and I just... Was there, um, perhaps, um... Jaeger bombs involved? There are small bottles of whiskey just littered around the apartment. <laughs> but Why small bottles? I think just convenience. Okay, you that know? makes sense. You can shove that in your bra Love real that. quick. Yep. Um, yeah, no, it's a it's a great household to be a part of this fine weekend. Yeah, but man. It's very much. <laughs> glitter tits. Glitter tits. I, mean, I don't old really think you tits. need to say anything That's, other than that. Yeah, they call me old glitter tits on the streets, the mean streets. The mean streets <laughs> of Burbank. And, and some of the nice streets of Burbank. Yeah, actually the nicer streets are also like, oh, Jesus glitter tits Christ. is here. Because <laughs> someone veers off the road, the shine. Um, right? Yeah. You'd think it would be... Th- not their first time, and yet glitter tits. They ju- they're new in town. Gets them every time. Okay, <laughs> last call. Last call for um, stuff in a bowl. Stuff in a bowl, or a drink, or a burrito, or some soup. Um, you know, I think I'm good. Okay, I think baby. I'm good. Okay, so I love this. All this coffee talk. We're great. We've warmed up into it. Um, but I haven't actually. Um, uh, asked what we're talking about today. <laughs> well, we had two options on the table, and I think they might concur. So we can start with asking uh, our guest, which is, it's been a long time since we've had a guest. Yes. But yeah, that's we, why I totally forgot. I was like, oh, right, you guys start with a thing with like, yes, first time guests. All guest. of our yeah. guests are first time guests. Tell us what you think happiness is and how you specifically find it. Um,. I don't, like, so, happiness is something that I experience, I think it, it makes people sad when I tell them it, but it's something that I haven't experienced, like, long term, but it's, it's something where it's, like, it's content, like, just sitting and being, like, this is nice. Huh. Like, I, if I'm not, like, freaking out about something, that's what my, con- my happiness is, It's like, if I'm not, if I, yeah, it's, like, just sitting Comfort. and doing nothing. Huh. Just, like, that's. That's kind of my happiness. I'm like, I'm fulfilled. Well, I feel and good. It sounds like sitting and doing nothing, but allowing your brain to be doing nothing. Yeah, kind as of As opposed like, to ramping into the next problem. Yeah. And that's why, like, when someone says, like, you made me so happy, my interpretation of that is, like, you made me feel like that contentment. Huh. Like, when someone's freaking out and they, like, they come to my table and they're like, I can't do this, I can't do this, and they could get content, they're like, that's happiness to me so that tells me that i'm not saying that you're not a happy person i think that you are but it tells me that you are not content all the time no i constantly feel like i have to be doing something so Mm -hmm. i don't feel like i'm fulfilled 
or as happy as I could be. So you have two things. So you feel like you are constantly feel the need to be doing things, but you also, it sounds like, are constantly doing a lot of things. Yes. So it builds anxiety. We spoke earlier before you came in, Brianna, we were talking about the, because she saw the crafts from our very first yeah, PJ from party. Our first PJ party. And I was talking about my like deep belief that just me is, mm-hmm. is not enough. Right. And like if I just offer you me, why the fuck would you want that? So I always have to come bearing something. So the idea of being content just in and of myself, I totally vibe with that. Yeah. The moments when I think that I am enough, I'm safe, I'm loved, I'm worth this, and there's nothing that needs to change right now, that is fucking bliss. Yeah, I'm like, that's happiness to me. So uh, in recent episodes um, that have not... that have not aired yet, so maybe you haven't seen it, but by the time you guys hear this episode, they will have aired. We did an episode about uh, ego, mm-hmm. and uh, we tried to very poorly find a definition of ego, but... I think we did good, listening back. I've edited it. Oh, yeah? It's not as bad as it could have been. No, I think it's a good episode. When we tried to get an actual clinical definition of it, it got science and you know how we are with science. Oh, scientists. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Three so... qualified scientists right now in this room. <laughs> but... Um, for me, and I, I, I think for you, um, the idea of um, mastering the ego is to find that uh, contentment. That contentment, yeah. Um, contentment. Um, and I feel that pretty good these days. Even when I have things arise where I'm like, oh, how am I going to pay the bills next year? Or so-and-so is, you know, having things with me. I'm able to go, okay, this is what this is about. This is where this is coming from. And I can master it, not immediately, not enough to like not have flare-ups, but quickly. And a lot of that has come with um, being quiet, Mm -hmm. sitting and being quiet. So what is sitting and being quiet? feel like because it sounds like it's what you want but does that make you your mind spiral a bit it depends like after like a long con weekend Mm. like i have people coming out like i'm very accessible people could just come and talk to me and lay everything on me so i don't know how to how to deal with that exactly so it's like sitting in silence sometimes so what do you do after a con and you feel like, I get that, I get that, where you're just like, okay, I have a lot of feelings. Um, I, we've really gotten to know the fans over the yeah. years and so we and, and our cast and the people we work with. So there's a lot of personalities involved. How do you go home and kind of wash yourself of that? Just total isolation. Yeah. Like I live with four other people and they won't see me for like two days. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's just, I just turn into Gollum and I just sit in a corner. What's your like, uh, uh, sun sign? Uh, what is what's the definition of that? I'm like your your astrological. Astrological. I'm a Taurus. A Taurus. Ass and a Taurus. So, so. you are a little s- stubborn. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. But only with myself. Like stubborn, I'm, but also like you know, I'm like totally regimented. Pliable. And, I'm yeah. totally pliable with everyone else, but like with myself, absolutely not. <laughs> hmm. So yeah, I. But like I also have. Very, like, that's why I never talk to you guys about the podcast stuff, because I'm like, I have very low self-worth, but to me. Like, I know other people think that I'm worth mm-hmm. much more than what I feel I am. But the same thing with the whole, like, going to the PJ party, like, why the fuck would anyone want to... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What am? Sure. What do I? But I need to bring something to the table. Yeah. It's, it's like, not enough to just drape myself over the table. Yeah. So that's why, I, like, huh. after a, a long con weekend like that, like, decompressing, getting rid of... Like, purging myself of that, I have to, like, 
I like my self worth comes into question a lot because people will trust me with a lot of information, a lot of things about themselves, very personal stuff, and it's like I don't feel happiness <laughs> a lot when I feel to uncomfortable because you're like, why do I deserve to know yes. this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's my question. What makes, and I'm using whoosh whoosh air quotes there, mm-hmm. what makes you happy? Is there is there something that someone else does? Because I'm trying to flip the image now. Like, what is it in other humans that makes you feel contentment? Um, there's, I was raised in a family that, like, didn't ever give hugs, like, no intimacy, we didn't, like, gift giving was huge, if you gave someone a gift, that was, like, like, that oh, was... Oh, it didn't happen that often. Not often. Oh. Um, so, like, all of that stuff was in very small doses, so when I meet someone that's very open, very intense about that, like, gift giving and stuff like that, like, love languages, mm. and that's very intense, like, that's something that brings me happiness, because, like, that's what builds up that self-worth in me it's like mm. oh that's their love language and that's they're expressing it to me like that makes me feel happy when someone trusts me with with something that intimate uh, a gift yeah gifts but like what about words um can you i struggle with this a lot but. well like a lot of my really close friends were like jokey like we don't take things seriously like you know just like like insults, like how a lot of what like dudes do, like it's very like just jokey, but it's when someone sits down with me and they're like, "Listen, I know we mess around a lot, but like you are something to me, and that's one of those things where it's like, "Oh fuck, that made me feel very happy, so like, oh, yeah, that's great, yeah, so so the hardest thing to believe is also the biggest thing to receive. Mm-hmm. And I have to believe that I actually deserve it, that I did something mm-hmm. to deserve it. And if somebody sits down and they're like, listen, if, even if you don't believe me, like, fucking shut up for two seconds. Mm-hmm. I love you, and here's why. Mm-hmm. You don't have to respond. Mm-hmm. Just take it. And it's like, shit, all right, I'm happy. Because you, we you talked about it. this receiving in the gifts episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and receiving is a, a challenge for me as well. Yeah. But I recognize now that not receiving a compliment, uh, let's just talk about compliments. Uh, it, I mean, compliments and love is actually um, a boundary I've set uh, so that I can uh, relive the pattern in my head. It, which is that I am correct in thinking that I am unworthy. Mm-hmm. So really it's this kind of um, selfish kind of yes. act, right? Yeah. Um, so when I started thinking of receiving as then giving in a weird way, does mm-hmm. that make sense? Then it became easier to receive, and then it started cycling a little more easily. That's what I've noticed as well. Like I used to, at cons, when I would receive compliments, I'd be like... No, but thanks. Right, right. But now I'm like, thank you, and just after meeting you, this is what I feel you bring to mm-hmm. the table. Like, I like I always try to turn it on them, even if I'm like, that was too big of a compliment. I'm going to take it anyway. Good. But also, I'm going to turn it back on you, and make you realize that you are also that's great worth more than what you just told me. Like, I love that. It's it's something that I had to train myself to do. Yeah, because, I think we all do. Yeah. I think it's a strange thing that we as humans struggle receiving compliments. I I would say women, but I, I think humans. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually saying something in the meet and greet yesterday about uh, sparkle and how. Um, I realize that when people, and you and I have talked about this a bit, when people feel um, 
like maybe they don't like me or Mm -hmm. that they don't want to be around me. It might be because they are not actually getting enough from me. So while I might feel rejected from them, it's my job to make them feel loved anyway, because then in return, they will feel loved and give love back, if not to me, to someone. To someone else. Right? And so while it might be challenging to like look beyond what hurts your heart, it, in the long term, for all of us, it will be better if we continue to to give and then receive. Yeah. You know? It's a, I like the quote, take what you need, leave what you don't. Like, that's how mm. I kind of treat it. It's like, I will take the compliment, and I'm going to give all of the amount of compliment back that I don't feel like I deserved in that moment. So I try to make people feel as good as possible. Like seeing people like also receive that makes me totally makes me happy exactly. as well. And you feel like you're getting better at that. Oh, I'm getting so much better at that. Oh my god! Oh, oh it's wait. here! It's Hold here! On a second. I hope it's here. Either that or they're kicking us out of the room because I didn't check out soon enough. <laughs> That's also possible. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. My food is here. Oh, congratulations. You guys are all going to hear so me wait, eat. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. This is one of those moments when I can push the button and put on some pause music just because <gasps> it makes me so happy. We'll, we'll find something exciting to celebrate the fact that Scout is here in this pause right here. Ready? Go. Brianna said we didn't have to stop. No. I just did it because I saw this. It's so on brand for me to be eating right now. Oh, because you love finding hold music? Yes. (laughs) Your hold music in that last episode was so good. Oh, the the, the, um, pirate theme? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that, has that aired yet? Well, it will by the time this airs. It was from the ego episode. Yeah, I did pirate theme and then I did like a mystery theme. I so funny. (laughs) I could do like a soft rock alternative theme. Mm -hmm. Like I'm feeling right. Cool. Thank you. Okay, I was going to try to find actually munching noises. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, this could just be straight up ASMR at this point, but we yeah, missed what? the opening. I don't know what that is. It's I don't know what it stands for, mm-hmm. but it's uncomfortable. Um, it's uh, just noises. Said. It's just noises. What's wrong with people? I don't. We're know. so bored. <laughs> As a society, we just need that. We're so fucking bored. All right. Well, I love that definition of happiness, and I love that you are finding ways to get there mm-hmm. while also finding ways to to be of service to others. You yeah. know. And I always feel like I need to be. Like, I, I feel like I need to bring something to the... Like, I like so, it goes back to that. Like, I need to bring something else other than me, even if it is words. I don't know. So I've found a shift in me. Um, because I used Country to... Country song. I found a, a shift, shift in me. me. Um, yeah, I know that song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about a truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would have never known it. <laughs> it was a gear shift. Can you imagine? There's a whole music video. It's just like him like reflecting on his gear shift. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's not phallic at all. Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, 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 oh, wait. Okay, so being of service. Being of service used to be my way of, now that I look at it, um, controlling. What I thought I was doing was, is because like lack of self-esteem is actually pride in reverse. I'm still... Mm-hmm not allowing the world or what what is to have their opinion of me. I'm telling you what my opinion of me... I'm telling you what your opinion of me should be. Um, either good or bad. That's still my pride. It's just how it's manifesting. Mm-hmm. So my needing to be of service was a way of telling you you should love me. 
I deserve, I'm earning my worth. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, I am earning my love. Yeah. So earning my love is actually control. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. The, so this weird thing has happened through the course of my work on myself and just growing up and being its I can still be of service, but now that I release my attachment to the outcome, I don't feel like I'm doing it because I'm earning anything. I genuinely feel like I'm offering something, but I can only offer it when I don't, when I'm just like, here, butterflies, go fly. Because you used to do it to get direct receipt. Yes, so that. Yeah. But Any, now you're doing it going, somebody out there will benefit from this, even if it's that person. Or even if yeah. they don't, I benefit from releasing it. Mm-hmm. I benefit from saying, this is a beautiful part of me that deserves to fly and be seen, mm. if by nobody else than the sky. Mm. That is another thing that I was actually thinking about, because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to receive this back, but I'm going to put it out into the universe, mm-hmm. that goodness, because maybe someone's going to pay it forward. Be That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, like, like, somehow, any if you are of service, I truly believe, if you are of service in any way without an attachment to a desired outcome, it will be useful somewhere in the mm-hmm. universe. Yeah. I just believe that. And you don't have to do it for that reason, but there's there's never anything inherently wrong with doing something good yeah. without a desired outcome. Well, for me, like we, we were talking, the difference in meet and greet. This one's talking mm-hmm. about little mm-hmm. bottles of whiskey. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the nature of existence. <laughs> or like solipsism. Yeah, that's that's usually what you talk about. What is but, that? Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar. Solipsism, roughly, is, I think, um, is the philosophical viewpoint that everything is a reflection of me. Like, I am the only thing that truly exists, and everything is a manifestation of my experience. Is that a bad thing? Well, no. It sounds like a bad thing. It, it sounds does, like but I don't whatever, know. horrible, <laughs> selfish. But what it does is it encourages me to, to recognize that what I see in mm-hmm. you is actually an aspect of me. Exactly. That you help me, it, that you illuminate. And it makes you being more conscious of what you put out into the universe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So that is my statement of like even so so just the act of doing good improves the world is mm-hmm. is happiness to me mm-hmm. because I am now better for it. Because have I ever, have now acknowledged that I have good in me to release. I've ever told you that my about my theory, my video game theory. So lately I've been like treating my life like a video game, not in a not in a literal way. Just like I give myself like you're restoring like hearts right now. Exactly. I'm just eating. Um is not in a way of like if I do this I will get this, but in a way of like puzzle pieces. More like Mahjong than Super Mario Brothers. Um fancy. But like uh where it's just like if I do this, then this will happen, or maybe this will happen, or this will go out there. And then I will get to the next level. Like that's how I think. You're pre-considering the butterfly effect. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh God! Here we are with the science again. Oh, but good anyway, thing we're sometimes I like to think about that instead of going, "I need to do this so that," I go, "I'm going to do this so that I feel this," and then I feel this, and I go, "It makes me want to do this," and then I hear this, and then I realize this. So it's not so much like a video game of like. Le- like specific levels. awards mm. for levels, but it's a video game of like puzzles. It's like, oh, 
Oh. Oh, then I just, oh, it's like that. It's pretty great. So what I'm hearing from all three of us, mm-hmm. just in terms of the of happiness itself, the mm-hmm. topic happiness, is that all of us are talking about the outside world, but the happiness does not come from the outside world. No. Like, it's very easy for me to get into, I'll be happy if I have this car, if I have this job, if I have this house, if I have this body. And none of that is true. Hold on, Brianna's swallowing. Um, <laughs> Hold on, she has something to say. Just a second. There's the a- happiness is inherent. We are born with it. But we talk so much about it in the outside world because the outside world is what keeps it from us. And our job is to remember that we are happiness and not let things from the outside world mix with our ego, our traumas, our generational traumas, our day-to-day fucking, you know, traffic traumas. Mm -hmm. I think that we're born happy. Everything else makes us unhappy. And that's why I feel like I talk about outside happiness it's actually in me already, but the outside happiness and unhappiness is what fucks with that. Okay. So, Scout, mm-hmm. while you are isolating and being Gollum, mm-hmm. oh, Smeagol, um, oh, what, what, what is your standard, like, what do you do? How do you drop the stuff that gets on you and gets in your head and go back to um, you? I think that it's just like a, it's like a gradual unwinding because it's like I have to sit down. It's almost like I meditate for like two days and I go through like every single thing that's happened and I'm just like, but none of that was me because a lot of it is outside, Mm -hmm. outside things Mm. coming on to me. And I'm like, do you investigate your thoughts? Yes. Okay. And so when I'm done with that, I'll like, I'll be like, yep. All right. Time to get back to work because I can't concentrate when it's just constantly buzzing in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then it's just like gradually untying a knot, just like <clears throat> horrible chains stuck together. It's just like when it comes undone, then I'm like, all right, I have a month to work. But okay, if I don't do that, I, I get stuck. really, really, really want our listeners to hear this because something you're doing that is fucking genius that everybody deserves to do, and I guarantee you, 85% of the people out there don't do, is you give yourself time. Mm-hmm. to get where you need to be. I am so guilty of knowing where I want to be and being like, fuck you for not being there now, self. Yep. And what you're saying is, I give myself time. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a sprint. I think you have to you have to walk yourself mm-hmm. to being okay again. Yeah. yeah. What a loving thing <laughs> to do for yourself. Yeah, that's like my biggest form of self-care is just allowing myself to just Take a minute. And setting those boundaries. Yeah, and that's that's another thing. Most people thing. don't prioritize themselves, and people don't know how to set healthy boundaries. They feel guilty for it, right? Yeah, and that's the thing is that, like, even though people will come to me, and they'll be like, you're my priority, you're my top priority. It's like, they are. And that moment, I'm like, I'm not that important. You are. Even though you are here because you say you're here for me, like, I'm entirely here for you in this moment. And I'm not thinking about myself. So then I, I'm able to just go home completely disconnect from everyone and be like, all right, me, it's you time. It's you, you get that time for oh, me to be please. like, I'm here for you right now. Everybody be like Scout. <laughs> I mean, I would say that anyway, but now even more knowing this, <laughs> just if everyone cherished themselves enough to give themselves the time 
to return to being okay. I'm not even talking about effervescent fucking joy. I'm talking about just how much... Just cruising. Just yeah. Baseline. Just yeah. come back to baseline. Just let yourself take the time. And that's why I say I only experience happiness like fleeting because I take, I, I take that baseline as just baseline. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not totally happy. I'm not sad. It's just like, I'm cruising, I'm good. But then, like, those little moments where it's like, you know, your personal experiences bury that happiness. I'm able to, like, uncover it for a second. I'm like, nice. And then it, it, it goes away again. But, like, I get back to that baseline, and I'm fine. Because a lot of people ask me, like, how do you, like, how, like, you guys, like, how do you constantly do it? Because people come up to my table crying right. and stuff. Oh, and it's like, And it's like, you know... That's harder for you because we actually have people to help us with that. Yeah, I, I, it's harder for you. I just do my very best. I try to put myself in their shoes, which is difficult to constantly do. Yeah. Which is why I have to do that thing where I sit down and remember myself. Well, that's the, uh, the back to that. You know, how do you release happiness into the world without attaching to it? I had to get to a place where I can validate, witness, and love someone's experience, mm-hmm. but not feel this need to change it. Yeah. Or agree with it. Or mm-hmm. or even agree with... Yeah, I mean, what I, I agree with, you believe this is your experience. I don't have to agree with it That's or not. Saying, yeah. Um, but when someone is in pain in front of me, I want to, quote-unquote, make them happy. And that's not possible. So all I can do is just be like, where you are right now is absolutely fine, and I trust you won't be there forever. Yeah. But that's only through my own relationship with happiness. Can I weirdly be comfortable with other people being unhappy? Yeah, that's something I had to train myself to do, too. Because it's one of those, it's that idea, like, you can't help everyone. You can't save all of them. But, like, you can be like, listen, I hear you. I understand where you're at right now. And I'm here if there's anything you think I can do to, yeah. to reverse what's happening. So and that's what it, that's where I feel happiness when someone's like, you did it. I yeah. feel like they're they're like I'm back in touch with myself. It's like that's you. You just needed to hear it. I got a letter yesterday from Hillary, and um, the first time we really deeply interacted, she asked me to do a photo pose with her and tell her it would get better. Um, just that without sharing any more of the situation. And I got a letter yesterday where she said, I just want to let you know, you were right, and it did. And I'm, and so the joy of allowing, like, I used to think the greatest happiness I could have is making someone else happy. Yeah. And the joy of witnessing someone unhappy, of saying, I believe in you, I can't wait until you're not here anymore, and then having them show back up and go, no, this is joy. Because when you make someone, when you quote unquote make someone happy, it's like, it's like putting painkillers in a broken body. Mm-hmm. It's going to wear off, and it isn't actually fixing the problem. Yep. You're just like, here's a fix so that you don't feel this feeling right now. But when I witness love and watch them heal, I'm so fucking happy. Yeah, you were like, I wasn't a Band-Aid in that moment. I was a splint somehow. Yes! Right. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and then we're all, that to me is real happiness yeah. as opposed to just diffusing or ignoring because in a way when you're when you're healing from something you're not just like you said band-aiding you're actually <clears throat> 
um, helping somebody grow stronger. You're mm-hmm. expanding. Yeah. You're helping them expand, and therefore we all kind of expand and grow. And then reminding ourselves that we get to do that, too. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I'm like, oh, every time I see your happiness, and I'm like, yay, I get to see my own. Yeah, you see the reflection. Yeah. And it feels good. And I, I always try to, like, chase those moments, but, like, I don't, again, putting it out into the universe, I don't know if it's going to come back. Mm-hmm. You never know. But mm-hmm. when it does, it feels amazing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good, good one. Good one. Oh my God, we did it. We solved we the world's problems. Science. I mean, in Three this situation, <laughs> on pillows. We kind of did, though. Yeah. We kind of did. We always. I mean, that. we always eventually do, or else we end up going. I don't know, you think that was okay? <laughs> a lot of those. A lot of those. And uh, I got to eat a meal. You know what? So a lot was accomplished. There's so, so much in that today. half hour. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, team. High five. Yeah. Anyway, high five. Yay. That was hard. All right. All right. Gonna, I love I'm you, Scout Viegas. Oh, good I love you, Kim Rhodes. I love you. I love you. I Yay. love you, Kim Rhodes and Brianna Buckmaster. Yay.